What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, Certified Animal Chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with me, Dr. Andy, as your host. I am an Access Consciousness Facilitator, Energetic Magic with Animals Practitioner, and Certified Animal Chiropractor and Animal Wizard. And I am here today to empower you to know what you know about your animal. It is Monday, April 20th. Um, How cool is that? And the title of the show is Your Goats Are Fat, Having Your Animals Back. Um, And the funniest thing about that title is the show is actually not about goats. So (laughs) we could talk about goats if you like. If you have any questions about goats, awesome. How's it get any better than that? Um, But the title is actually just a crap load of fun. but we are going to talk about having your animals back. Um, and do you have your animals back? And what does that look like? Um, do you what do you have to do to have your animals back? And what do you have to be? Um, and what if you had their back? And that changes everything. Um, so throughout this hour, I invite you to ask questions, share your animal stories, and join us on this. Um, radio adventure. And you can reach me in a variety of ways. You can call them in in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. Canada is 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. You can always Skype them in at a2zen.fm. And you can chat them in at www.a2zen.fm. Along the top, choose chat room, follow the directions. Um, and join us. You can pick any name, join the chat room, see what we're chatting about that we're not even talking about on the air. So how much fun is that? Um, my producer <laughs> producer says is not to confuse with your animals having a fat, a back fat, having back fat. Okay, so is everyone really confused? And how much fun are we going to have today? So before we get started, let's everyone expand out as big as the room you're in, as big as the town, as big as the the state, as big as the country, as big as the world, and now as big as the universe. Let's ask all of our animals to join us, and what would the animals like the world to know? I do have a little update on our show from last week. We had Liz Rubenstein, the co-creator of the Gingerly Dog Support and Rehabilitation Harness, on. And if you happen to listen to the show, I was a little overexcited about their new mini-size Ginger Lead. And so she dropped one off at my office, and we we tried it on. It's not really a mini, so it was a little snug, but we we kind of played around or quote unquote tortured the little animals in the office and with the with the with the mini. And we actually Stephanie in the chat room, she goes, "Yeah, it fits cats too." They did not walk on the mini lead, but um, so cute. This gingerly, check it out, gingerly.com. It comes from, I mean, it comes from the size, this mini thing, which is so little, to extra, extra giant, like she was talking about, a St. Bernard at, at 250 pounds. And this is to help your dog walk around if they need any help with that back end. So go check that out in the archives at a2zen.fm. So let's get back to having your animals back. Um, and we may want to even start with, 
do you have, you know, who has your back? Um, do you have anybody's back? Like in a people-to-people um, perspective to kind of give you an orientation of what I'm talking about. And this actually came up from a client who has a Mastiff. Um, and she tends to be fear aggressive. And mom loves to stay in the story of she was abused. Um, we have to be careful around her. Um, all of her problems come from her past history of being abused before they adopted her. Um, and she's a rescue. Um, Allie has always done really well with me. I don't have a point of view that, um, she's really big and I need to be scared of her. And I just, and pretty much what I do with every client of mine is I just go in and do my thing. Um, I am very, very aware of how they are doing with me and what I'm doing. So I'm not, I'm not being stupid around animals, but I also have this energy of this is what we're doing and you're going to be, and you're going to be you, meaning the dog. And I'm going to use the word good, but you're going to tell me if you have a problem with this, but you're going to keep your teeth to yourself. And that's pretty much the energy I go into every appointment with. Um, and I am very aware of how they're doing. But she's, Ellie and I have always been really cool with each other. She has always let me do what I needed to do. The adjustments were always no problem with her. Um, and she's been in a couple years ago, and now she's back again. She's now 9 or 10, and she's um, getting weak in the rear. And so the second visit on the second time around, I'm in there. I'm in her face. We're doing our thing. And and mom's kind of really having a hard time with this. And I'm like, what's up? She's like, I wouldn't get close to her. I'm like, well, why not? And I always forget Allie's story. I don't get caught up in her story. And she's always been, we've always been so um, cool that I forget that I, quote unquote, should be afraid of this big dog. And she's probably over 100 pounds, maybe a 120 pound dog. So, I mean, she's not, she's not small. Um, and I go, so, and I saw mom, I'm like, okay. Um, and she goes into the story again. And I asked mom, I go, okay, so what if we stop going into the story of her being abused, and what if we start from where we're at here? She's like, yeah, but when people come up to her or, you know, I get really afraid, I go, well, what if your quote-unquote fear of what's going on is actually the bigger problem here? And, of course, that stops mom, like, how could that possibly be it? Um, and so we talk a little bit on how, you know, animals do communicate telepathically and pick on up pick on all of our feelings and, and judgments and concerns instantaneously. And and, and the conversation kind of goes on. And then the having her back kind of came up as we were talking about when people come into her house, um, it tends to be a really big problem for Allie. And when people want to come up to her, um, mom and dad kind of go, well, you know, you kind of got to be careful. And I kind of stopped her. I'm like, why do you let people go up to her? If you know she has a hard time handling that aspect, why would you let people go up to her and try and pet her? And then put that person in in the position of possibly getting bit, putting Allie in the position of possibly biting someone, for what reason would you not have your animals back and tell people, no, 
don't pet the dog. This is her house. And on the flip side of that conversation, you need to tell Allie, you don't get to bite people. So this is not a free card to let Allie behave any way she would like to either. Um, but for what reason would you, and I, this is how I present it, well, for what reason would you waver on that with her? Why don't you tell her, you know what, from now on, um, anybody that's in the house, we will not let them touch you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this again to everybody so everyone can keep practicing this muscle. So we don't even know, I know Allie, Stephanie knows Allie, um, but pretty much no one else does. But energetically, we can all step into Allie's world and and don't ask um, how to do that. Just kind of step into the, her world. But when I said that to mom about, okay, whoever comes into the house, we were not going to let them pet you. The dog laid down and went, oh, thank you for the conversation. Like she had the chillest appointment she ever had. We got so much more adjusted on her. Um, she was eating cookies. She laid down. And that's the first time she ever laid down in our appointments. Usually she sits or stands. And she just kind of went. And you can even tell that now when we talk about it because she's energetically here listening because she thinks it's a way cool conversation. For what reason would you have anyone touch her then? And that, you know, and it doesn't mean, oh, we automatically have to lock you up. But even mom had said that she um, she usually goes and lays lays down or is not that interested. So cool. Let her do her thing. If she then is coming up to the person or that energy changes, the deal and deliver with Allie is then we put you in a different room. This keeps your visitor, her visitors, quote unquote, safe, and it keeps her safe. Now. Can you call a dog trainer and work on getting some actual tools to work on this? Absolutely. This is not just, you know, put the dogs in the room. That That's not what I'm saying here when this when you look at other situations with different dogs. Other dogs may need to go have a dog trainer come in and teach them some manners and all of that. But with Allie at 10 with a week back end, um, and, but it was more the wavering in mom's world that really needed the shift for this dog. Um, and that was so cool. And then mom goes, well, what about, you know, she's okay when my children come into the house, which are now grown, but now there's a new new grandbaby. And that that's a little bit of a, you know, different concept, possibly. Um, I told her, how, sit down, have a conversation with her, that this small being is now part of the family, going to come with her children. I don't know her children, so it's going to come with this. You don't get to bite the small being. Um, if you'd like to come over and say hi, that's great. Otherwise, we may just put you in the room the first few times they visit, just so everyone can get accustomed to the routine or see how she's going to do. But that's not assuming that the dog is stupid that wouldn't realize that this being is now part of the family. This is acknowledging what she may or may not do, so you're not stupid about what could happen. Um, and it's it's having that conversation and covering all of your bases. 
Um, so I, I hope I don't confuse too many people. Um, and hopefully we covered the question of what does that even look like. Um, and that's possibly, I shouldn't say possibly, that is why my my pack does really well is because I energetically have their back. I'm going to be very aware of what they are capable of, each one of them individually and together as a collective unit. Um, I'm not going to put one in a situation they can't handle just because the other ones are going to go do that. Um, um, So what do you have to do to have your animals back? You have to be aware of what they're capable of, um, what they can handle, um, who they like and don't like. Um, I don't force people to hang out in a room with someone they don't like. Why would I force an animal to hang out with in a room with another animal they don't like, another person they don't like? They don't have to like everybody. They do have to be friendly, and I have to have their back when they come into that situation and either remove that person or animal or remove them. Or see if that day something has shifted and they do want to interact a little bit. See, and every single time is not the same. Um, and Shauna threw in a question um, in the chat room here. She's like, perhaps Allie is reactive towards people because of her weak back end. Um, it's probably contributing at this point, but she's always been like that, even before it was weak. Um and I think energetically it has more to do with mom is so caught up in her rescue story and mom is more afraid of not being able to handle her than anything. But once they then have pain or cannot move like they would like to, that behavior may exacerbate. So it is something to also now be aware of. So we have um, a couple other questions. What do you have to be to have your animals back? Um and what if you had their back and it changes everything? So we're going to go to break. Um, Stephanie's going to come on the line. She says she has a story um, to share about having um, her sh- a Sheltie. I don't know if it's her Sheltie um, back um, when we come right back after this. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. 
Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today um, on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. And again, I invite you to join us with your questions and your animals. Um, check out how easy it is to chat your question in live at a2zen.fm. Click on chat room um, along the top of the homepage. Follow the directions and, and come on in. You can always email your questions at a later date to drandy at harpersridge.com. And now let's get back to our amazing animals. We are talking about currently having your animals back. And we're, we talked a little bit about what you have to do to have your animals back. Um, and now we're going to talk about what you have to be to have their back. And what if you had their back and it changes everything? And I also know we have um, questions that are off topic that we'll get to later today. But I know Stephanie had a um, story about... I'm not, is this your Sheltie or another Sheltie about having your animals back? Yeah, it's my Sheltie. Uh, hello, I have a little Sheltie named Dakota Sky, um, and kind of wanted to share her story. Um, similar to Allie's, she has what I have always called Stranger Danger, and now I know working with Dr. Andy for so long that. I have been keeping her locked in her story by constantly telling everybody all the time that she has stranger danger. So I've worked on that a lot. Um, she's worked on, we've worked together on her training and meeting people and being introduced to new strange people. And she has quite a fear of children. Um, and so recently we were out on a hike and a couple of kids asked if they could stop and pet her because they were also petting her other dog. And now instead of just getting really anxious about what's going to happen or just leaving or not really knowing how to handle her. I kind of check in with her without even realizing and ask her, is she okay to meet these kids? And at that, that for the last time we did this on our last hike, she did awesome. She um, sat there politely and took cookies from me while a couple kids pet her, and she did amazing. Now, I know there's been other times that I've checked in with her and asked her, are you okay to is it okay if they come up and pet you? And there's a definite no, and then we just say, no, she doesn't like talking to, you know, other people, and we just move along. So you definitely have to be there. Awesome. That that That's perfect illustration of, yeah, having your animals back and checking in with them or, like I said, stepping into their world and asking them a question because what if animals have choice too? And what, if, you know, do you ever, do you have those days where you don't want to talk to anybody? All right, cool. What if your animals have those days too? And then other days they're having a great time, the weather's great, these kids' energy isn't too wonky. Cool, I'll say hi to them because mama asked. Cool. You know, and yeah, a few cookies always helps. You know, a little distra- <laughs> little distraction, a little support with that. So, yeah. Instead of just forcing her to do it, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and how much do we force them? Oh, you should like this dog. Oh, you should like this person. Yeah. Oh, you should like these kids. Here, and you grab, and I've seen it, and you grab and shove this animal that's got the four mm-hmm. feet break going on. Like, no. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, I I do ask that question. Like, for what reason do we think we can force them to do things they don't want to do? How much do we like it when we get forced to do things we don't want to do? Um, so everything all that just brought up 
How we uncreate and destroy at all times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy shorts, and beyonds. So those of you that have been with me long enough, that is the clearing statement from Access Consciousness. For those that are brand new and going, what the hell did she just say? You can go the, to theclearingstatement.com and the cute Dr. Dane here will explain all of that to you. And it's just an energetic way of scrubbing out the limitations um, in your in your life and living, in your animal's life and living. And I chose to use it there because a lot of energy was coming up with either A, why would you force your animal to do that? Because some don't. And then others are like, yeah, you should force, you know, it was just a lot of energy on both, um, um, both sides of that equation. Um, and then, you know, to do cookies and to ask, you know, next time she'd probably be more agreeable to doing it again. Um, you know, if someone gave me chocolate, I might be more agreeable to do something again, too. I mean, so they do live in a different world, but they also respond very similar to things as we do. And that's probably because they also live in our world. Um, so, Keisha adds, so you mean animals might actually appreciate being included in decisions that concern them? Hmm. I think you might be on to something there, my dear. Um, so, anybody else in the chat room, any questions on having your animals back? So, like, s- please throw them up in the chat room. We would love to get them out into the world. Um, but what Stephanie also said, she just, she didn't even quite, maybe looking back at it, you kind of went, oh, yeah, I did check in with her. Right? Yeah. Or did you do a... Um, not even, like, I had to, like, double check with myself. Like, that's what I did, but in the moment... I it's just natural, I guess. <laughs> well, it, it, energy it, it, it's okay it, or not. At this point, it is. How long have you been working yeah. with asking well, the animal? Yeah. How long? Like a year, year and a half. We've been talking about this, so you've been working on yeah. that muscle. So yeah. everyone out there that's like, oh, Stephanie can do it, but I can't. It is a muscle, and it is. And what if you are asking them more than you realize? And just as we go into this, Shauna posts, can you explain how to ask your animal? <laughs> um, I I will do my damnedest to explain that. Um, it's more of back to this the, the question of how do you be? Um, how do you be to have your animals back? How do you be to ask a question? It's more of an energetic um, an an energy of sorts. You can stop and ask out loud, what would you like to do today? What would you like to do here? Would you like to go left or right? Would you like beef for chicken? I mean, you can, when you first start, stop, ask it out loud in your kitchen to your animal. Okay, there, there is no wrong way to do this. And after a while, you may start to go to the fridge and in your head, chicken or beef, and they answer and you grab whatever they want that day. That's if you're feeding raw. Or, <laughs> sorry, I, that's how I get food out in the morning. So that's where I went to the refrigerator. Most people go to the bag of kibble. So, you know, that you know, do you want one cup or two cups? I mean, you can start there. You can start with on a walk. Would you like to go hike on this mountain, or would you like to go for a walk in the park? And start getting the energy of that. I mean, we can stop here and go, okay, so what's the energy of going a hike in the mountains? What does the energy of a, a walk in the park feel like? 
And now ask your animal, and which energy comes up? Because we all, we all have walked into a room where you knew an argument had been going on. And you know that energy of uh, everyone's a little heightened, something not quote-unquote positive, you know. Cool. So we're all aware of that stuff. So now you, you put it onto other stuff. Like what's the energy of a yes? What's the energy of a no? What's the energy of maybe? And you can play with that. So back to what's the energy of going on a hike? What's the energy of a walk in the park? And then you can, which, where would you like to go today? Jax will ask the poodle, would you like to go for a hike in the mountains or a walk in the park? And then to layer the kind of how to do this um, is the light and heavy tool from Access Consciousness. And and your your go-to or your map for communicating with your animals, um, if you so dare to start asking your animals questions, is the light and heavy. So we have the energy of what the hike would feel like. We have the energy of what a walk in the park is. Now, which one is lighter when you step into your animal's world? And then I could see everybody's brain just kind of scramble around. So, <laughs> And that's where the muscle comes from. And I'm... I'm I'm working with all these exercises as, you know, what's going to work in people's worlds and what's not and how I explain this to people. And a lot of this is not a how. It's just you kind of do it. Um, but light and heavy is more of what you're, what is going to work for you, what is going to work for the animal. What would they like to do in this 10 seconds? And when that's lighter, I kind of, and it's different for everybody. I kind of, it gets a little um, actually lighter in weight for me or a little bubbly. And it may be different for, it is different for everybody and it is different for every animal. So um, you might get a different energy when you're talking to a diff, your different dogs in your pack too. Um, any other questions around that, you know, post them so we can get to them because I'm kind of lost on where we need to go from here. Um, Rioja did um, post um, her dog is very social, and we take her to the dog park a lot and also to dog-friendly restaurants, bars. Sometimes she seems to harass more timid dogs. <laughs> can I have her back and the other dogs back too? Um yeah, and you might actually have to have a different energy of um, you need to cut your shit out, too. Um, a little bit of um, bully energy is going on. Um, she kind of enjoys that energy a little bit. And and it may require a conversation of we're going here. What would it look like if you... Um, hmm didn't bully the other dogs and what if you could support them and have their back and maybe show them how to have fun without um, overriding them. And ask her to show you what that could look like in her world and um, see what occurs. And that's having her back. That's cool. Why don't you show me? It's it's allowing her to choose how that's going to look um, without being a bully because you know, what if you're just friendly? You don't need to be a bully. 
and and ask her to have those dogs backs and 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 how to play and how to be a little more confident in the world and you know what what could that really look like for her for you for the other dogs and how much more fun could everybody have yeah, hello they don't even realize that they have other options Yes, very yes. true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have when to talk to Dakota with the shepherd. She's taking on him, and then we get, you know, you ask her about a different option of how she could react to him, and she's like, "Oh, I can do that." <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they just they they've decided that this is how I'm going to be with these dogs. Yeah. So, hello. What if what if you did showed me something else? What if you showed them how to, you know, whatever. Whatever that looks like, whatever kind of comes out of your mouth is kind of where you need to go with that with your dog. So really follow their energy, your energy. Don't don't take my word for it, but play with that a little bit. And the key word is play. Um, and Rioja, is that part of the herding mentality? Um, yeah, it is. It is. And and that's a very much a, a herding um, behavior, you know, <laughs> chase them around, nip them at the, the heels, um, beat them down. All right, doesn't mean y'all have to buy into it 110%. And it doesn't mean she can't do some of her hurting, but could we do it with a little less intensity with the timid dogs and with the dogs that can handle it? Go for it, girl. And what if they know the difference? Or what if you you point out the difference and she goes, oh, so maybe next time you're at a park or whatever and you realize that this dog is a little less confident than yours or a little more timid, that that dog, she's doing timid there. This dog over here, you can play full bore with. You get in the different energies and how can you be different with each dog? And then let her go and choose, but pay attention and if, you know, the first couple times, again, she has to build the muscle. She gets a little too much, you know, break it up, move along, send her over to play with the more confident dogs. How's it get any better than that? We've got to take a break. We'll come on back and we'll talk about some more stuff and about our animals and how cool they are. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello, hello. I'm busy chatting in the chat room. I just realized my music went out. 
This is Dr. Andy um, with Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, and welcome forward. Um, along with hanging out with you every Monday on A2Zen.fm, I do have an animal practice in Denver, Colorado, where I offer animal chiropractic care, laser therapy, and energetic magic with animal sessions. Um, these sessions are a unique way of transforming limitations and the possibilities. Um, I call them beyond animal communication because we use the tools and processes um, from access along with um, working with your animal and 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 working on strengthening that muscle of what their world is like and how that communion could, could change everything in your life and living, their life and living. Um, you can always give a call and make that appointment at 303-518-3688. Um, I've got a ton of stuff coming up. Um, it's all local in the Denver metro area. Um, not all of it, actually. I, I lied. Um, but we're doing a Beyond Animal Communication, the intro at Curves um, in Denver on the 25th. The telecall, Beyond Animal Communication, the beginning. So this is where we're going to do four 90-minute calls starting April 28th. And I said we because my fellow uh, facilitator, Callie Lair, is going to join um, me. Um, and we're going to start the process of how to communicate with your animals and, and you know, eliminate, reduce your limitations and the blockages you have to communicating with your animals. Um, if you email me, I can send you the replay of the intro call that we did on April 7th, um, and you can check out more information on Facebook um, backslash Harper's Ridge. Um, May 1st, we're going to be announcing tons of magical changes um, for my practice in Denver, so we'll talk more about that. May 2nd, we're at the Furry Scurry, which is the Denver Dumb Friends League um, biggest fundraiser of the year. We walk around Wash Park. We're going to be there running bars for the people. And then we'll be at the Rocky Mountain Pet Expo May 16th, also running bars. Um, we'll be at Hero Pets on May 23rd, another Beyond Animal Communication intro class. Um, and then those intro classes are a requirement to um, my Energetic Magic with Animal two-day class. That will be at the Rocky Mountain School of Animal Acupressure and Massage in Elizabeth, Colorado, June 27th and 28th. And then... The amazing Susie Godsey, which is the worldwide coordinator for Talk to the Animals with Access, will be at Training with Grace, which is in Lakewood, on July 28th and 29th. And she's going to do a Beyond Training class. So if I mumbled all that really, really fast and you missed it all, you can check it all out at facebook.com backslash Harper's Ridge. Um, okay, so where were we? And there was a lot going on in the chat room. Um... Um, Rioja, we were talking about Rioja's um, Riley, her healer, which she's young and, and full of herself, which is just a lot of fun. Um, she says the one thing she finds really funny is that with older, more experienced healer, she gets a little timid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, you know, what is that? Um, what can you do with it? Um and that might be a little bit of a conversation you have to have with her. She kind of gets her energy kind of like, um, let's see if I how I can describe this. It kind of like shrinks and she gets a little quiet. Like she doesn't want to admit that part of it. So how cute is she? Um, and so, you know, and ask her how much do you like it when they get a little overbearing with her? 
and and so how much you know so how much fun would it be for the other dog to do that and you know and so and ask her what energy can she be to change all of that with total ease everything that is time to get something can we create and destroy it all right wrong good bad pod pock all nine boy shorts and beyonds um pocahontas um There was a message from Pocahontas the cat, who apparently really wants to contribute to the chat room. So So Steph, are you still there? I'm confused. I'm blonde. She she wrote across my... Oh, is that? Okay, that's what it was. Yes. She was saying hello. Yes, she was very part of the show today. Yes. All over me. It was a T four R crap load of fives and an yes. E. So I figured a kitty yes. did that, yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're a lot of fun like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shauna is unmuted. Is she is she gonna speak? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Hey Steph, did we have some questions come in and email this past week? Yes, we did. I have a whole list, actually. Woohoo! You mean people? Uh, people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so they're a little off topic from what we're talking about. Well, we'll go back to having um, your animals back if we if there's any other questions. Absolutely, but what else we got? All right. So this is one we've seen this a couple of times. Recently, um, my dog has an oral hematoma. First of all, what is an oral hematoma? <laughs> an oral hematoma. Surgery. Yes, and what else goes along with that? All right, cool. So an oral hematoma is a, a fluid-filled pocket on the ear, usually on the ear flap, um, usually um, interstitial fluid or blood. Um, sometimes it's... Um, infected, but generally it's when they are flapping their ears uh, around a lot. So if they already had a previous ear infection, so they're shaking their head a lot. If they swim a lot and have a lot of water in their ears, and so they're shaking their head a lot. And that flapping alone will cause this hematoma or this um, pocket of fluid to fill on the ear. They can also happen if they happen to be in a dog fight and somebody bit the ear and and it'll do some of this stuff too. So, or they got bit in the ear and then they flop their head around and cause this. They are a pain in the rumpus to um, get under control and eliminate um, because, hey, dogs keep shaking their heads, so they keep re-injuring the issue. Um, what we've found in our practice here in Denver is if they go to the vet and have it drained, so all they have to do is um, maybe sedate them or do a local, and they just stick a needle in the ear and pull the fluid out, and then we go and we laser after that, that tends to heal them up without surgery. Other veterinary clinics, that's where they go to, is they actually do this patchwork type of a surgery where they crisscross they get the fluid out, they knock the dog out, and they do this crisscross pattern to force the ear to heal together. Um, 
that's almost as difficult to get that to heal because then the dog is shaking their head and now there's stitches everywhere and that sometimes is even done a couple times to get this to heal. So these are not easy, quick fixes um, when they do occur. And some dogs do a lot of them. Some dogs just do one. Some never do it. Um, A lot of the ears that do it are like the beagle ears, the boxer ears, the Labrador ears, the golden ears. The real floppy ones don't tend to do that as often. Um, And so... If you're in an area to ask your vet if this occurs, if they can drain it and you can find a laser. And generally that takes, gosh, 6, 12, 18 treatments of laser. So this is this is time consuming. Um, this is trying to get the dog to stop shaking its head, um, which means when you notice it, you know, kind of maybe pet the other ear or, or change direction with a ball or a treat or something. Um, we actually yeah, also use, what was that? Don't let them hit their head against the wall for them as much as possible. <laughs> right. So, like, like, yeah, if they're standing next to the wall, they're standing next to a couch, and they're shaking, then it slaps against that. I mean, and so we also use oils kind of to maybe numb it out a little bit when they come in for laser. And that's what the laser, the laser helps to heat the ear heal, but it also is going to reduce the pain and irritation of it. Because if you've got a pocket full of ear, that's bothersome. And so... There's, you know, they want to shake it and get rid of it. They don't have a lot of other, you know, options when they're a dog. And so that's a little bit about that. Um, did we cover all of their questions? Um, I think so. Other than I was just going to add, surprisingly, when it's being lasered, they actually enjoy it quite a lot. Being that's lasered. Right. Like, it kind of sounds like, how am I going to get my dog to sit still for that? It's going to be really uncomfortable. They're not going to like it. But it actually feels really good to them. And they, I'm um, lasering all the ones that I've lasered. They've all sat still for me while treating it. Yeah, and that, they get, some don't care if you touch them. Some are like, oh, don't touch my ear. And so we kind of have to, we have a little conversation with them. You know, we're going to do the laser, um, and it's going to feel, and that's the nice thing. We have a class four laser, um, and it feels better instantaneously. And so maybe we won't, won't go right on the flap right away, but we'll go inside the ear and we'll go close to it. And then they just kind of melt. They're like, oh, okay. And they'll let us laser right on that puffy filled flap because usually it feels better right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, then they all sit still, and then by the third visit, they're running in and jumping on the table, like, please yeah. help me out with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, So the and, and, but it is time-consuming. It's not a inexpensive fix either, just giving everybody a heads up. But you do have options besides straight to surgery if you um, do a little research in your area. And like I said, we use the Class 4 laser. Um, and then you'll have to have your uh, vet that's willing to just drain it for you. So, you know, a couple questions you can ask your vet, your veterinarian um, next time you're faced with that proposition. What other topics do we have? We do have to take a break, too. I'm just wondering what we got coming up. Uh, okay, I was going to do the, um, we have a couple questions about bars and dogs, since we're going to be at Furry Scurry and the Denver Pet Expo coming up. Okay, and bars. Cool. Um, with dogs, so I'll have some questions about that. Okay, cool. So let's take the break now, and we'll come back because that's a, that's a fun big topic. I love it. How's it getting better than that? 
Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Hello, hello. We are back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, your goats are fat. Having your animals back is the title of today's show. And we're talking about having your animals back. We've moved into um, some questions we've gotten in the email over the past couple weeks. So um, you can always join us in the chat room and um, send any questions you have our way. Um, we're a little, we're off the topic right now, which is really cool. But next week's show, The Magic of Dog Training with guest Rachel Laurie. Um, we're going to talk about dog training. Um, and, we'll, and so any of you or maybe questions you have about some of the behaviors your dog is having, your pack is having, um, plan on joining us um, next Monday, as I am here every Monday on A2Zen.fm, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can um, private message at facebook.com backslash Harper's Ridge. You can email them, drandy at harpersridge.com. You can join us in the chat room live. We're going to go talk, we're going to talk about bars and dogs, but um, Keisha had another question in the chat room and he asked, do you find more, pe more people function from wanting, expecting their dog to take care of them? And does that create confusion and um, or behavioral issues? And I was going to go with good question, and Shauna beat me to the punch in the chat room. So excellent question. And let's let's go all the way back to the beginning of the show where you were talking about Allie. And you find that um, the simple question is yes, um, or the simple answer is yes to that. Like, Mom was so unsure of how she's going to behave in situations. Allie is so unsure she of how to be behave in certain situations. If mom just walked into the room going, this is what we're doing, this is what you're going to do, I got this, she may have a completely different dog on her hands that's just cool with the entire situation. And a lot of times with the really large breeds, like your Mastiffs, your Danes, they are misbehaving because owners are not willing to stand in their potency, hold that end of the leash and go, I got this. And so the dogs are, so they're unsure of how to manage their large dog. So the large dog is like, okay, so what do I have to do here? Do I have to be the leader of the pack? Do I have to, what do I do? And that's where you'll hear people talk about the alpha dog stuff. And I don't subscribe to all of that thought process. 
um, where some of it becomes abusive. My interesting point of view. But standing in your potency, knowing that you can handle any situation with your dog, for your dog, having your dog's back, um, it takes the pressure off the animal to have to do anything. And they're, they're more likely to just be with the situation, too. And you tend to have less behavioral issues. Um, it's a, it, and Keisha goes, that's so fascinating to me. It's a very fascinating um, dynamic that I see a lot, that I think dog trainers see a lot, um, that, you know, veterinarians see a lot. And it, it's, it is, especially with, you know, these large breeds. Or then you have, like, the little chihuahuas that people hold and so protective of that they don't know necessarily what to do and so they're biting at people so it yes the very quick and easy answer to that question um is yes i think people do expect maybe more from their animals than their animals are even able to um be or do for them um okay well that was an awesome question and there's so much more there but um maybe we'll do a whole um whole show on that or like he just says this part of the conversations in your upcoming telecall um yeah the telecall the beyond animal communication i would imagine that this this will come up um during that call so if anyone's interested in joining us um for that for a call series um and check that out on facebook um and shauna says i think we give our dogs too much responsibility and, and it is an interesting point of view and i tend to agree with that um yeah, or and or we think they can handle the the owner's not aware of where their limits on what they can handle are too. Um so it may not necessarily be responsibility, it may be more we think they can handle more than they can. Um you know, you you threw me into the ocean and had me, you know, swim 2 miles back home, that's more than I can handle. So we all have those Limitations, and if you're not aware of them for yourself or your animals, that may be where some of the behavioral issues will come will come up. Okay, bars and dogs. What you got for me, Steph? Yeah. Um. First of all, do dogs even have bars? <laughs> no, they don't actually. And I'm gonna backtrack. Um, bars are the 32 points on people's heads that um, is essentially the first part of Access Consciousness. You can go check that out at accessconsciousness.com. And there are points on your head that, on people's heads. So animals do not have bars. And these bars hold all of our considerations that we have made in this lifetime or any other lifetime. So if animals don't have bars, what if they actually do not have all as many considerations, judgments, concerns, um, and decisions from this lifetime or any other lifetime. So they do tend to um, not hang on to stuff as much as people do from that aspect. So if they don't have buyers, then how can they contribute to them? <laughs> so we see the people, and we run the people's bars, and they have all these considerations that we're able to dissipate or eliminate by running the bars. That may, let's see what kind of words come out here. That may clean up the person's universe so the dog isn't going to be reading all of those considerations. So it may, it may release some stuff for the people 
and it may release some some stuff for the dog because those dogs or those cats or those horses are telepathically in our world constantly. So if we are having less monk brain, less chattering in the head, less considerations, less stress, wouldn't that also um, change our animal's world? So this is one that I've gotten this week as well. Um, in order, since they don't have the bars, if I do want to contribute to them, do they have to be there while I'm getting my bars run? Or does it help if they're not in the same room? We um we have this really cool space in Denver where we want dogs in all the time. We want cats all the time. We see them all the time. And so we have a back room where we run bars on the people. And if they can bring their animals, we encourage them to do so. Um, is that a requirement? No. Because everything's energy. So, every, you know, if you can make it in on a Friday afternoon and you can't bring your dog with, but you go home changed, because they do say about bars at, at the – Worst, it feels like a great massage at the very best your entire life changes. So if you go home changed, they're going to instantly realize, they may even realize while you're on the table, even though they're across town or across the state, that things are shifting and changing in your world. Because how much are we still connected with our animals? And actually, how much more can you be connected to your animals during the day that um, contributes to your life and living and their life and living? Um, by energetically checking in with them. So what if they actually know what you're up to all day long, and especially when, you know, we're running the bars or we're changing your world? How cool is that? How cool is that? Um, And then can it be done, like, too much? Can I get my bars run too much? Can I fry myself? (laughs) I would really like to find out one of these days. Um, I you. No, I mean in a in a, in a perfect world, if you had your bars run every day, that would be awesome. Um, weekly would be phenomenal, um, and it depends on how much um, verbal clearing you're doing with access, and how much other energetic work, and how much your life is shifting and changing as to how much you you quote unquote need the bars run. But um, one time is awesome. Every week, phenomenal. If you can do it daily, how does it get even better than that? So, anything else? We have about 30 seconds, Steph. Uh, I don't know if it'll fit in 30 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm asking you for a whole story, but... Now we have 15. So, I am guess we're going to have to save that yeah. for the next week's show. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a special guest, Lori... Um, Rachel Laurie with me. Um, We're going to talk about the magic of dog training. Until next week, how much fun can you have with your animal? Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?